Hey there. Hey, everybody. And welcome back to another episode of the nation's fourth favorite podcast. Till death. Till death. Do, do us. Us. Party. Yeah. Uh, I am your host and leopard tamer, Stuart Wellington. And with me, as always, is Dr. Deaf himself, Alex Smith. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Uh, Once again. Oh, it, it's good to have you here. Uh, and we are in for a treat tonight. Because uh, last episode, uh, I don't know if you were checking the, uh, checking the podcast uh, news. But our last episode went viral. It went so totally viral. It went totally viral. Oh, cool. I yes. didn't I didn't check. Yep. Uh what do you were you been what on vacation or something? Well, Why no, you been checking uh, somebody news? somebody offered me a hundred thousand dollars to stay in a cab a spooky cabin in the woods with no Wi Fi for okay. one uh for for two weeks. Uh okay. it was haunted. Uh, it was scary, uh, but I got a hundred thousand dollars. It was great. Was there was there a catch? I mean, I guess that it was scary and you didn't have Wi-Fi. That, that was the whole, that was the whole thing. It was just that it was spooky, uh, and but I mean, it was very comfortable. The food was great. Uh, what did they? This, what did this mysterious some, benefactor? I took some nice. To... I took some nice hikes. Oh, okay, so you were allowed to leave. This was on the property, right? Yeah, yeah. You just were staying. I mean, I couldn't, like, drive anywhere. I mean, I had to be, like, my, my home base for two weeks was this cab, spooky cabin in the woods. Yeah, you had to give totally, your car keys. To- it was totally haunted. Uh, well, he dropped me off out there. Oh, okay. And then when he picked me up, uh, he gave me a check for $200, $200,000. Oh, okay. And what did, what did he get out of it? Just It's just some weird thing he does. He just posts these little things on the internet, like a picture of the spooky uh, little—I said cabin, but it's—I mean, it's—it's a a big, like, falling down brick structure. Um, uh, He just posts these little pictures of it on online and says, uh, "Will you stay here? You know, would you stay here for two weeks uh, for two hundred k, or would you stay here for a month for a million dollars, stuff like that?" And then, yeah, and then when people take him up on it. The app, uh, you got to like and share it. Uh, okay, that's step one. Uh, and then he and then he contacts you once after you oh. like and share it. Oh wow! Okay, uh, on all your various social media plats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has yeah, it has to be a pretty big share. Um, yeah, you, you know, you don't you don't like just you don't just mention it on your private alt account. You got to put it on your main account. Uh, and you gotta, um, no, you can't buried in a, buried in a subreddit somewhere. (laughs) Nope. That doesn't work. I mean, you want the guy to know that you shared it. Yeah. It can't be a private Snapchat to your mom. Yeah. I mean, your best bet, post it to your main primary open Facebook wall with a little public with the whole world symbol or whatever. Okay. So the whole world can see it. That's what you got to uh-huh. do. Step one. Then you'll get a message from the guy, uh-huh. and, uh, and I then guess he... respond to that message. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just tell the guy right away. Don't make it weird. Just tell him right away where you are. He'll come pick you up and uh, take you out into the woods to stay in this weird, haunted, uh, old, fallen down house that's um, that doesn't have Wi-Fi. 
Oh, so you know what? I uh, never even checked to see if it really didn't have Wi-Fi. That you know, it might have been a test. He just told you, right? He just told me it didn't have Wi-Fi. I never checked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's all part of the game, you know. Uh, yeah. Now I wonder. But I wonder. I wonder if I had checked. Now, see, this is the thing. If I had uh-huh. checked, maybe he would have pulled up and kicked me off his property. Oh, I mean, I guess like uh, like a Rumpelstiltskin sort of situation. Yeah, like you're checking for the Wi-Fi, and then he shows up, and he's like, "Ah, I gotcha." Yep. That's is that he, what he that's sounded he like? Yeah, or... that's, that was, <laughs> his name was also Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> oh, weird. Like, uh, that was his first name? Uh, yeah, Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, was that a family name? Was he named after a grandfather? Rumpelstiltskin Winston. <laughs> oh, wow. Two first names. You can never trust those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, but you, I guess in this case, could because he made good on his bargain. You cashed the check? Uh, no. No, I lost the check, actually. You, you lost the check. Uh, yeah, but it was, a in... cool, it was a cool little vacation. It was like a little head, little little vacation from, from the internet. I got a little me time in. It was nice. It was a, it was a nice thing. It was worth it. Um, Did you have a chance to tell your uh, fiance and your puppy that uh, you were going away, or did? No, no, they were pretty worried, actually. <laughs> yeah, were... I imagine. Yeah, I was gone uh, for I was gone for two weeks, uh, and you weren't on any social media, and they know you're a freak for that stuff. Oh yeah, I love I love social media. I love you're a real webhead. I am. Yep, yep. I'm a I'm an old old cyberhound. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're, you're a cyber hound. I haven't heard that one in a while, but I guess that's why you said old. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess so. you probably haven't heard, but uh, our last episode, which was on the song Pour Some Sugar on Me, do you remember that, or do you have any kind of amnesia from your experience? No, no, I, I remember everything quite clearly, uh, except for how I got home and whether or not I actually received the check from the guy. Yeah, but I guess that doesn't matter, right? It, no, like I said, it was a great vacation. It was a yeah. nice little nice time. Hung out, walked around in that graveyard that was there. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you remember last uh, episode we woke up with a clean pair of clothes on. Were they your clothes or no? I'd never seen them before. Okay, but I mean they're yours now, right? Yeah, haven't he taken them off. He hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last episode we. Uh, kind of made a bid. We 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 made a humble request uh, to the gods that that uh, that episode would go viral and that yeah. we would become viral stars. And we wanted I, it to hit the BuzzFeed charts. Yeah, I uh, I hate to tell you, Alex, but sometimes uh, prayers are answered, and we just knocked it out of the park. Wow, checkmate, atheists. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so did you wait? If it went viral and I was uh, AWOL, did you get to meet Def Leppard? <laughs> I did meet Def Leppard. Oh, no! <laughs> Forgot to tell you. Ah, <laughs> that was going to be bitch. the last. They were, uh, I, for, for any, your, your fiance didn't tell you, the, me and, and the boys, the, the English band, <laughs> we were waiting at your home with a cake. Was Franny wearing black? She, yeah, she, yeah. She, she had already she, she had already assumed you were dead. She threw me a funeral and everything. It was uh, it was very beautiful. yeah. They, that's I, what I saw, they were in t- they were in town for your funeral. I saw the I, what, and they you should have seen the song they played for your funeral. It was oh, your favorite son song. Of a bitch. They played slang at your funeral. <laughs> Double son of a bitch. 
Uh. And they said, "We want the, this is how we want uh, Doctor Death to be remembered for eternity." We're, I mean, we'll <laughs> we'll talk in more detail about slang when we get to it. Sure, um, which we will. Uh, very, but, very uh, important. Yeah, very so, important album. Now, do you? We talked a little bit about what uh, Def Leppard songs you wanted to have them play at your wedding. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about what songs you wanted them to play at your funeral. Now. They probably won't do it again for your next funeral, but if you were in control of that, mm. if you were able to, uh, if you were able to swing that around, if you were able to be like, you guys did it once, how about how about twice? Uh, what if what song do you want them to play while they lower you into the ground? <laughs> yeah, it does seem pretty unlikely that. You're gonna get that chance. Remember, twice. this is this is a world where Def Le- all the members of Def Leppard are still alive, and you are dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's. I mean, that's. I'm just saying that's that is asking an awful lot. If you've already had Def Leppard, if you've already caught that lightning in your bottle, where yeah. Def Leppard has already played your funeral, and you weren't mm-hmm. dead, you were yeah. just following a meme out into the forest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh. uh and somehow it i mean it's crazy to expect that it would happen again but what song would i want def leppard to play at my actual like as they're lowering me into the ground yeah yeah, yeah. hmm that's a good question probably a ballad or you know unless you want everybody to be pumped i uh, mean br- bring it on the heartbreak is that seems a little on the nose hey I got Def Leppard playing at my fucking that's funeral. I want it to be on the nose. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I'm not trying to be ambiguous in my fucking <laughs> you funeral. You don't want to do a deep cut. You don't want to pull out a yeah. B-side. You don't want them to play Answer to the Master. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, let's see. Two Steps Behind would that's good. be... I can't wait till we get to that. Um. What else what can they... I mean, for my answer, when it's when it comes to my funeral and yeah. uh, they play mine, it's it's got to be "Let's Get Rocked." That's a pretty good one, and that yeah. would yeah, that that's a great choice. It's a huge. Let's get hit. rocked. Everybody's um, going to be pumped. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about what's in "Let's Get Rocked" because we're sort of spoiling the the future stuff. But I mean, yeah, but the vibe of that song is just perfect for saying goodbye to a to a good friend. Um, yeah. Uh, rock, rock till you drop. Yep, would That's be a another good one. great choice. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I hate to bum us out. Uh, we were celebrating going viral, but I uh, and then I bummed us out with your funeral talk. But uh, mm-hmm. so tonight, tonight's episode, we are going to continue talking about Def Leppard's major album, huge smash hit of an album, Hysteria. Yeah, one of the biggest albums of all time. Of all time. And we are talking about, we have made it, this is the final song of Side A of Hysteria. (laughs) The final song of one half of Hysteria. Uh We have made it. We Uh, have made it. We have made it to the top of the mountain. It's mm. only going to be easier after this as we make our way down that mountain. Yeah, Side B, we're just going to roll down. It's just going to be really easy. Yeah, um, we'll we'll probably bang that out in like five minutes, ten yep. minutes. Yeah, let's just do which one is shorter than the entire. Side, yeah, let's do one episode for all of side B. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's shorter than our normal episodes. Um, 
So we are talking about, of course, uh, we are talking about Armageddon it. Armageddon it. Armageddon. You want to? Uh, you want to? You got a like preface? Do you have anything uh, to lead us into Armageddon? It. I mean, just looking at the title Armageddon, the idea. Uh, if if we're taking it on a literal level, this isn't the first time that Def Leppard has talked about the end of the world. They yeah. talk about apocalypse scenarios as early as in uh, in their first album. It's not the first or last time Def Leppard is going to. Uh you know, approach the topic of the impending end of the world. But uh, one of the things that I love about this song is that though on the, on, on the surface, you see a title like Armageddon and you're like, this is another one of Def Leppard's apocalypse rants. But mm-hmm. the thing that's great is there's a little bit of wordplay because Armageddon also, Ar- Armageddon it also includes the words getting it. Which yeah. means sex, I think. <laughs> it sort of does. It also totally does mean the end of the world. This is uh this is actually one of the darkest of uh of Def Leopard's apocalypse rants, as you as you call it. <laughs> yeah. Um Apocalypse Greed. Yeah, but um but that's not that's not how you're supposed to approach the song. You're supposed to get worked up and rock and roll. And get kind of lost in the in the impending doom and turmoil of the end of days. Um, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and get a little hyped up with the beginning of Armageddon. It. Okay, a little bit of like a bar rock, a little bit of... Yeah, we got a sexy strut right yeah, across that stage. Yeah, we got some stage. sexy kind of stanky <laughs> riffs going on there at the beginning. Some licks. You are right. Uh, it is It is tip to toe full of stanky licks. It's just a little bit stanky, isn't it? It's just a little bit, it's just a little bit I can't dance. Um, yeah. It feels good. It sounds like something that would be cranked out of a jukebox in some seedy joint. Uh, so you're already, f- you're feeling, you're feeling exactly the vibe. Yeah, you're thinking, Def Lep's going back to their roots, dude. They're going back to the bar. Mm-hmm. So they drop a little stank on us. And yep. then, uh, and that's also, we we got a pretty simple little drum beat in the background, nothing too fancy from our boy Rick, uh, Rick Allen. Yeah, R- Rick Allen, who, Lost his arm uh, between the last <laughs> yes. album and this song, and um, I suppose now's as good a time as any to mention that uh, the song's called Armageddon. It and <laughs> and Rick Allen, Rick Allen just, just like while they were making this record, Rick Allen lost his arm, and the song's called Armageddon. It so I mean his arm was stolen. We I believe that's canon now. Yeah, his arm was stolen by the KGB. Was, I mean, I mean, he's, if he's, that's not an Armageddon for him, a, pro, a personal Armageddon, yeah, I don't know what is. Totally, yeah. You'd think you you would want your buddies to be kind of sensitive about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, but but you know, different 
I mean, I don't know. They're they're British. Maybe they've got a bit, bit more gallows humor going on here. But uh, so so dick move number one after your buddy <laughs> loses his arm is <laughs> writing a song called Armageddon It. <laughs> <laughs> where it's where, where the song starts with the word arm uh yep. dick move number two after you've done that <laughs> is making the other guys in the band shout along that yes <laughs> armageddon it as in yes we've got arms <laughs> we are getting them so uh i think that that is uh I think that's a that's a very clever wordplay. That's a very weird uh, idiosyncrasy. Idiosyncrasy. What is it? Idiosyncratic thing about this song? That, I think that was exactly what it is. Yeah, is that it's got this? Um, is that it's a pun on a word that you wouldn't. You know that you just wouldn't think that they'd be joking about that at that time. But anyway, let's um let's go ahead and hear uh, the very uh, cryptic opening verse of this song. Let's get back into the stank, Stuart. <laughs> oh man. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and read us those lyrics. Yeah, better. Yeah, better. Come inside when you're ready to, but no chance if you don't want to dance. You like four-letter words when you're ready to, but then you won't because you know that you can. You got it, but are you getting it? You say that love is one when you get some, but then your finger won't trigger the gun. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So he mentions finger. Of course, that's another arm reference. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of appendages uh, being flung about in this tune. Uh, so better... he, like, he comes out. There's immediately a lot of sass. Like he's he's talking. Uh, the uh, the target of his conversation is getting a, a, a heaping spoonful of Joe Elliott's ass right to the mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A very, very sugary blast of Joe Elliott's sort of uh, spiciest meat coming at yeah. you. Um, so this is the second song in a row where mm-hmm. Joe has started a song by telling someone to get inside. Yeah. Uh, And that is important uh, for a a few different reasons. But I mean, I think I I I already said at the beginning of um, of Pour Some Sugar on Me that that I believe uh, he's when he says step inside, walk this way, that he's talking about getting inside his rocket. Okay. The rocket, the the rocket that is the subject of the second song on the album Hysteria called Rocket. Uh, 
you better come inside when you're ready to. I think it's so sassy, it kind of implies a little bit of impatience. Like somebody didn't come inside the last time he asked him, say, at the beginning of Pour Some Sugar on Me. So you better come inside when you're ready to. Uh, No chance if you don't want to dance. Yeah, don't come in if you don't want to dance. Uh, that's don't wait. Don't waste Joe Elliott's time. That I, that I, I it, that I see is just taunting. Like it, it's like you would say to somebody, um, "Hey, if you don't want to play ball, it, it like the situation can be very different, and you can still say, do you want to play ball?' You don't actually have to be playing ball. So I don't know if he's talking about dancing here or if he's just saying uh, you got to be yeah, ready yeah. to play ball. It's um, uh, like a metaphor or a euphemism. Yeah, and he speaks. Throughout much of this song, he speaks in these uh, uh, platitudes isn't the right word, but um, he speaks in these sort of vague, uh, vague sort of catchphrases that <laughs> sure. you can that you can throw that you can throw at somebody when you're kind of taunting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very Joe is very much in devil, you know his his little what did you call him uh, his little demon spirit um, uh, trickster god. He's he's <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much in that zone, in that mode, in this song. I think of him as the devil in the woods, like kind of uh, like taunting Jesus before he was crucified. That's how that's that's how he sounds in this song to me. But so, yeah, he, like a, like a devilish carnival barker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you like four letter words when you're ready to. Oh, um, uh... and. That kind of sounds. It kind of sounds like he's he's falling off a little bit there. Like he's going to say "ready to do something" because he already said "ready to." Yeah, it's a strange turn of phrase to say. Come inside when you're ready to. You like four letter words when you're ready to. He's rhyming yeah. those two. That, that those, those two lines rhyme with each other, but they both say "ready to," and it's in a completely different way. Like he's saying when you're ready to get it on or or whatever yeah so you like to talk dirty when you're getting it on or when you're when you're down for business right yeah exactly words i'm i'm following you but then you won't because you know that you can't oh Uh, so uh you don't you, you don't want something that you can have you only want things that you can't have is that what he's saying not in this case, not as far okay. as I can tell, because, and let's, let's jump a little bit forward here. You say that love is one when you get some, but then your finger won't trigger the gun. He's saying this person's going to, uh, this person is going to choke. Uh, he's taunting uh. a person and saying that they don't have the, the cojones to do whatever it is. Whatever's going on. Something okay. involving perhaps a gun. Because he mentioned not being able to uh, trigger the gun with your finger. Guns are a common image in Death Leopard songs. Yep. And, Billy's common, got one. and a common way to describe someone firing a gun is to say your finger triggers the gun. Yeah. You know you can't stop it? Did we get to that part? Did we listen no, to No, I the... think, is that the, uh, are we getting, uh, we're getting to a bridge here, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. This is, um, 
Let's see. You're you're a little off today. Did you? Was it your experience in the woods that's kind of kind of rattling your cage, Stuart? I thought I was killing it. I don't I don't appreciate being told that I'm off today. I know when I'm off. <laughs> okay, man. I mean, I'm just looking out for you. I'm, I'm your friend. I'm your friend, what Alex. Should I, what should I improve? You're the leopard. Oh, tamer. oh, you gotta, uh, you, gotta, you gotta help me. Uh, you gotta whip me when I'm yeah, doing, I when guess, I'm going off. I guess we should do uh, when I'm like going a, off course here. Yeah, I guess we should do a shit sandwich. So uh, yeah, give me that shit sandwich. Yeah. So the bread are compliments. So the yeah. first piece of bread, I guess, is I. Uh, I think I think your beard looks pretty good. Hmm. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. The shit is in the middle, so that's a critique. Uh, well, you are not very good with words tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. And the other piece of bread is, uh, I liked your story about being out in the woods. So, <laughs> <laughs> so more of that, less of the words. Yeah. Weird, because that was words, dude. Oh, yeah. I guess that's, uh, it's, I mean, it's not time for my critique. My, uh, my performance reviews next episode. Yep. And you're going to get it. You're getting <laughs> I, it. I, I get, <laughs> am I uh, getting it? <laughs> you're you're going to uh, get it, buddy. Uh, okay. All right. Let's do this. Uh, let's do this. You said a bridge, and it's kind of a bridge. It's a yep. kind of bridge. Um, yep. I'm not sure it's the bridge of the song, but hey, who probably fucking cares about that? Let's go. I'm I'm actually going to stop it right there because we're because we're just sort of plowing through. We're we're kind of playing the whole song, um, which you know is not. If people wanted to just listen to the song, they could do that. I mean, they should. It's a great song. Yeah, and that's why people. That's why more people have listened to this song than listened to this episode of this podcast. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, so he says, you know, you can't stop it. Okay. Um, which is kind inevitability. Of, yeah, I mean, we're, so we're talking about we're talking about Armageddon here. We're talking about the apocalypse, and he's saying he's taunting someone and saying, "By the way, you can't stop it. It's coming." Yeah. Don't even try and rock it. So don't rock it. Like don't rock the boat. Okay. So he's not saying don't rock it as in a rocket that shoots into outer space. No, no, he's not saying so. Don't. So don't get on my rocket. He clearly wants... Although this is shortly sleep. after the song Rocket in the album, so perhaps that's intended. Maybe he wants people... People already got rockets on the brain, you know? Don't listen to Rocket. Listen to this song. It is, it is a little... like. I mean, I almost feel like they, they, they would have been better served. And believe me, I know this is pretty fucked up to be second-guessing... Uh, Def Leppard lyrics, but if he had said "so," don't knock it. He, yeah. I mean, he would have put some of the, you know, the whole Def Leppard analysis and annotation industry. He would have put it so much of it just out of business, because it is kind of confusing 
from a guy who really wants everybody to get rocked, to get mm-hmm. on his rocket. Um, he he wants to rock rock till you drop, and then all of a sudden he's saying, "Don't rock yeah. it." Yeah, this is a new story from this guy. In the Does middle, he want of us to rocket or not to rocket? It's it's a little confusing, and I think it's just I think it's just nuance. Uh, like um like there's just he's talking specifically about the way you approach Armageddon here. He's not oh, talking okay. about. He's not talking about how you live your, you know, day-to-day life or how you rock in general or how you act when the rock brigade shows up. He's talking about He's talking about uh like a very specific situation. He's not underestimating his audience. He assumes the listener will capture the nuance of what he's trying to say. Well, and he's also kind of he's also kind of fucking with you in this song. This is um like I said, he's 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 taunting you a bit. Yeah, he's, he br- brought a lot of stank to this song. <laughs> he really did. Um, he's he's so far so so far he's told you that you um, he's he's basically he's mocked you for not being ready. He's then said that when you are ready, you're going to choke. Then he said that you're not able to stop what's coming to you. Um, and and then he's saying, don't even bother rocking it. Something that you want to do and something that I love doing. Um, and then he says, but are you getting it? Uh, but what's there to get, Alex? Well, it's a hard thing to sum up in words other than are you getting it? Um, are you getting what Joe is saying? Stuart, that's the question. Are you getting it? So wait, is he? does he not mean what he's saying Earlier in the song, is it all a trick? I tell you what, let's um, let's move past. Okay, this moment because the answer to that question does does come after uh, after this next section. So we got so we got. Hey, are you getting it? Mm-hmm. Are really getting it? Oh, come get it from me. So he's still he's taunting this person, right? And then he says. And this just comes out it's seemingly out of nowhere, right? In this song, yeah. we get the we get what is probably the 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 this is the soaring hook of the song. Give yeah. me all of your loving, every little bit. Give me all that you got. That's what's you know every every song at this stage in Def Leppard's uh, catalog. Every song has those big. Um, you know, gang vocals uh, that just sound like a big cloud of people all singing at once, a big chorus that we've always spoken of. Yeah, a bunch of of angels singing in your ear. Yeah, and that's what this section is. The give me all of your loving, every little bit, give me all that you got, every bit of it, every bit of your loving. Oh, come on, live a bit. Still still taunting. Uh, Never want it to stop. But are you getting it? Uh, and that let's hear let's hear that. So this is the actual. Here's what's so crazy is that that last part was a bridge to the actual chorus. Even though it's like the it's a massive hook, as we've said before, any any lesser band would say, "Oh my God, we wrote we wrote a song called Gimme All of Your Lovin'." In fact, lesser yep. bands have written songs called "Gimme All of Your Lovin'" and, <laughs> and put them out, and they've been hits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Def Leppard put did that 
and left it in just a bridge section. We've basically had three bridges in this song. We had the first verse yeah, uh, that ends with your finger won't trigger the gun. Then we have, you know, you can't stop it. So don't rock it. You know, you got it. Then there's a, that bridges into the, but are you getting it build up, which bridges into give me all your loving, which then comes to what is, uh, I think officially structurally the chorus of the song, because it's the, it's the title moment. So here we go with the chorus of Armageddon. back into our stanky licks we're just back so we've been taking on quite a journey again we've been we've been shot up into the clouds with give me all your loving and then we're just standing in that smoky uh bar again yeah Uh, yeah yeah. he brings it right back to the earthly pleasures of stanky licks yep uh but the the answer to the question of what are we getting at or, or what are we getting? <laughs> what are we getting at? What are we getting? At? What are we getting at? Mm-hmm. Um, is I think is revealed in that moment of the chorus. The but are you getting it? Armageddon it. Are really getting it? Armageddon it. And one of the things that's interesting is there's an androgyny to the subject of this song. Okay. Like we In don't know way? who he's t- we don't know who he's talking to, right? It kind of sounds like maybe he's flirting with a girl, um, and I and I'm sure it's intended to to be a little ambiguous that it, he might be flirting with a girl, but yeah, that guitar is flirting with somebody. Yeah, but the call and response section, he calls out and says, "Are you getting it?" And the people that respond, that big thunderous loud group of people that respond, is all dudes. Yeah, it's a bunch presumably of dudes. the other members of Def Leppard. Yeah, so he's sa- he's taunting and uh, and doing all this, and then there's a bit of a. Um, do you know what a like a do you know what a responsorial is? Uh, no, is that a? Did you learn that in school? I did, I did. As I've said before, I went to Catholic school, unfortunately, and uh, responsorial is a part of the of the mass, the Catholic mass. And this song at that moment has a bit of like a ritualistic quality, not unlike the mass. And it's like a responsorial in that um, Joe calls out, are you getting it? And they say, Armageddon it. It It has the sense of affirming our beliefs of yelling amen back and forth or of yelling like confirmations of what our of what our beliefs are. Like he's calling on them to accept the truth without questioning it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, although that seems that seems out of place with his past experience. I mean, he's always been one to uh, he's always been one to question authority and question the uh, what's been presented to him by things like the media and the government. Right, but whose authority is he talking about now? Uh, his own. Possibly yes. gods? He's oh. talking about his own. This is brainwashing. This song, oh, okay. it, it, it's a mind fuck that's meant to brainwash you into accepting the coming 
Armageddon, which in this, I'll just go ahead and say it in this instance. Um, you, you remember how uh, the Beatles? You, we've talked about the Beatles a little bit, right? They're like yeah, a they're lesser, another English. They're another English band, kind of a lesser known uh, English band um, that came along before Def Leppard yeah, the, really the broke boys, through. Boys from Brighton. Yeah, so they had an album called the White Album that was basically this big. Uh, it, it it predicted this uh, impending race war. Um, yeah. That didn't end up happening. It had a song called Helter Skelter on it, and it was all about... The whole album was basically just about how there was eventually going to be a big fight between uh, black people and white people on Earth. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, and, that, and that never happened. That, that prediction didn't come true. It has not yet. So what Joe Elliott foresaw, um, I think, and, and a little bit more prophetically... Is uh, is an up is an impending gender war when he talks oh, about okay. when he talks about Armageddon. Um, he's not just making fun of Rick Allen for losing his arm. He's mm-hmm. also uh, talking about an upcoming gender war in which um, uh, he basically wants to be he wants to win. He wants to be on the side of women, and so this song is basically him taunting messing with men getting them brainwashed howling out like are you getting this and they're like yeah we're getting it that's that's basically the gist of of the lyrics here wow uh sorry that was a lot to drop on you but that's it's about time yeah. we actually discussed what hysteria is about and hysteria I'm- is a, is basically a big um it's it's this it's basically joe angling for a good position in the impending gender war Wow, I you know, I don't often or lightly use the use the term gobsmacked, but right. I think that is how I I've feel always appreciated right now. that about you. Yeah, that it feels like uh, Def Leppard reached through my ear earphones and smacked me right in my gob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's really plain to see now that you laid it all out. But yeah, see, see, basically, basically, Joe Elliott wants to wants to live on a world, a new world, perhaps take a rocket to a different world with all the women on earth and just be him and the women. Um, but he knows that men are, other men are going to fight that. He's seen the dark side of men. That's what the past two albums have been about is about unchecked masculinity. He's, he's seen the darkness of man inside himself. And he's, um, so he's, he's, putting all that out there on this album but he's also with this song he is he's taunting men he's saying you've got you've got a gun but you're not you're too chicken to do anything with it kind of like i i guess kind of maybe hoping that they'll shoot themselves or something so that he won't have to fight them in the upcoming gender war wow yeah he's trying to get them to just uh just end it all you know yeah, well, that's easier. That's the easiest way for him to get, uh, like, for him to get be. What he wants. The, wow. Yeah. So clever. So, how does that lead us into the next? Ver- how does that lead us into verse number two, Alex? Okay. So, well, let's just let's just talk about those lyrics. So, try coming. You try coming on when you need some, but then you don't because you already did. 
sounds it's got a it's got a tone of sassiness, but I don't quite know what he's what he's trying to say here. Yeah, it's kind of circular, right? He's mm-hmm. um he's saying uh he's saying you don't do this because you already did this. And but he's mm-hmm. uh, but what he's saying isn't some specific thing. He's not saying you don't watch the Revenant because you already did. He's saying he, Yeah, he's not saying that at all. He's He's speaking about some general way that a person acts. You try coming on when you need some, mm-hmm. but then you don't because you already did. It's it's very cryptic. It's very cryptic and weird. Okay. Yeah, you jangle your jewels while you're shaking ya and drive the pretty boys out of their heads. You got it, but are you getting it? Um, again, it's very, it's not clear who he's talking to. If he's flirting with a lady, um, certainly what kind of sounds, jewels, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how you're driving the pretty boys out of their heads. Who's driving the pretty, like who exactly and how they're driving pretty boys out of their heads. It's all very, it's all very cryptic, but I think that he's, he's making a word salad that has just got you kind of spinning from these taunts. That are basically yeah, it, all. It's coupled with it's coupled with Steve Clark and Phil Collin, Phil Collin just dropping some hot stanky licks on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're getting served up a big plate of those licks, the actual the words start coming going down, extra extra sassy. While you're tasting some stanky licks, uh, <laughs> you you're much more likely to just let a line like. You flash your bedroom eyes like a jumping jack, then play it pretty with a pat on the back. Uh, you're much yeah. more likely to just kind of let that slide. Because um, that is, I mean, that's, again, like, put that put that on a t-shirt. What are people going to think that that means? You flash your bedroom eyes like a jumping jack. I don't uh, even know what that is. I Again, again, he's just, he's like kind of trying to drive you mad. In yeah. the in the woods, he's the he's the devil. Uh, his goal here is to brainwash you into singing along uh, merrily into Armageddon itself, and so that's why that's why these words are so strange, now, and confusing. In the hands of a lesser band, words like these would come off as if he's simply saying, "Hey, lady." You are writing che- your body's writing checks that your uh, actual level of promiscuity can't cash. But I'm warning you, you're teasing me too much, and I want to have sex with you. Now, in a lesser band, that's what I would assume he's talking about, right? But not Joe Elliott. He is gone. Well, not in the middle past- of not in the middle of hysteria. I mean, he had he's had songs like that before. I mean, it, the, that's what stage fright's about, sort yeah. of. Um, he gets a lot more creepy on on stage fright. Although I guess you could you could interpret this as pretty damn creepy if if really what yeah. he's doing is trying to taunt someone into taking their own life he's, so he's that he can moved. have their their women. Yeah, he's he's far beyond he's far beyond basic simple pleasures of the flesh. He is driving people crazy with his words now. Yeah, uh, but let's take a break from talking about the words and listen to the guitar solo. You want to do that? I cannot wait. Okay. Now, this uh, this guitar solo, um, the, probably the most notable thing about this guitar solo is it features the uh, classic introduction that we all know and love. 
um, where Joe says to, to, to pass off responsibility of communicating uh, his goals and beliefs to the people. He says, come on, Steve, get it. Guitar solo starts with some big, powerful chords. Yep, and then it goes into uh, what what I uh, this very beautiful but very delicate um, sort of rapid notes. It's, it sort of sounds like he's skipping stones across like the starscape or something. It's very like um, it's it's uh, it it's a it's a delicate but powerful guitar solo at the same while, time while maintaining a little bit of that same uh sweet stinky swagger sweet sweet stanky stink yeah <laughs> um like yeah it's got a little bit it's got a little there bit is, of in it yeah you feel every note of this solo somewhere between your navel and the tops of your knees oh sure yeah deep down below yep um so speaking of uh speaking of that, let's let's hear let's let's hear what happens right after that solo real quick. And is this uh, a, is this a dope a, little hey, breakdown? Hey, yeah, let's let's just have a short little convo about something that happens here. Stuart Joe at that point says, I got an itchy finger following me. <laughs> uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is, why are we talking about fingers? That's part of a hand, which is part of an arm. And why are you talking about taking it from me? That makes me think that you're taking my arm away from me. Yep. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's oh. kind of he's kind of dreaming about he's he's singing about how he doesn't even need this itchy finger anymore. <laughs> he's, so he's what, you might as well come and take it away from me. That's again pretty insensitive. Uh, yeah. When when your buddy just uh, just had his taken away. Um, so he's got an itchy finger following him. I guess that means that 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 finger is trying to scratch him, being the itch. Is he the the cause of an itchy sensation it that the is, finger is trying to fix? I mean, the yeah, Rick Allen baggage aside, it's just a weirdly unsettling uh, like turn of phrase. It's a strange, like, like yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't have a clear purpose. Like, so the finger is itchy. Like, if a it, or the itch, it's itchy in the sense that it's like a trigger finger. Yeah. But it's but if it's following you around is it going to are you the trigger? Yeah. I don't it's it that is a strange line. Um and just put immediately like you don't want to think about itchy fingers behind you. That's not something um but again, he's trying to throw you off. He's trying to put you off balance because then yeah. literally the next lines of the song are pull it and and this I'm, you know what? I'm going to warn our listeners. This gets really dark. 
Yep. You would not think it from how stanky those uh, those licks are. Um, from how, and how angelic those choruses are. How, yeah, how angelic the cloud of voices sounds, how stanky the licks are, how spicy the meat of this song is, how much sass there is. You would not expect it to go this dark. But listen, th- these are the next words to Armageddon. It. Pull it, pull it, come on, trigger the gun, because the best is yet to come. Because the best is yet to come. Basically saying, you've got a gun in your hand, you're thinking about, I don't know, ending it, ending it for someone else, and stop thinking, go ahead and do it, because what's coming is huge. That's, he's, being, he's the devil right now. Yeah. He's trying to trick you into committing suicide by claiming that uh, there's something much greater waiting for you in the afterworld. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's how the devil would do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how the devil does it in, in most great works of literature, this included. So, um, so then we have, we have another buildup with the, are you getting it? You really getting it? Um, then we have another, uh, give me all of your loving, um, sub chorus or, or, or bridge or whatever you want to call that part. Um, and then that is, it actually ends, the song ends with that, with the gimme all of your lovin'. Yep. And with the sec- sort of titled. secondary, with a secondary chorus. Let's just call it a secondary chorus yeah. instead and of a it, bridge. Yeah, and it's a fade-out chorus too, right? It's, yes, uh, this song does fade out. Um, so it leaves you with the feeling that, uh, that they're flying away on some rocket ship. Without yeah, you, it's the, as you, it's the end of side A, mm-hmm. and they are going away, and you are hoping that when you flip that tape over, they're going to be back, but you do not know for sure. Now, I want to listen to the very end of the song because I want to hear um, the way Joe—he's sort of—he's done taunting you, but he's kind of saying goodbye to you. Listen to how he. Uh, oh, what's the word? You're right. I'm terrible with words tonight, Stuart. Yep. I don't I, t- I don't I told you you were off your game. Yep, I am. I am. You're right. So, uh let's let's just hear the end of it and uh and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and I gotta say, I love that little bit of melodic guitar work going on in the background there, bro. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it makes beautiful stuff. Yeah, it's a really well put together tune. Uh, He uh, so even though he's not, um, 
even though he's not ta- taunting you exactly at that point, he's he is in kind of a backwards way. But you can hear that little na 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 thing going on in his voice, where he's kind of he's kind of just going na 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 na, like uh, as as he as I said before, as he sort of flies away on his rocket with uh, all of our loving. He's taking. Yeah. Joe Elliott is taking all of Earth's loving, all of Earth's women with him on his rocket, and he's flying away at this point on Hysteria. And you are left standing there fumbling your gun that he has taunted you and said that you're, if you, you know what, your pain will go away as soon as you take your own life. Yeah, that's a dark ending, man. It really is. Wow. Well, I hope that uh, that when we pick up with side B, that uh, that they immediately get to happier, happier territory. Well, I mean, it's all it's all in how you look at it, because basically, because basically, I mean, can you think of a better uh, like can you think of a better happy ending uh, objectively? Than Joe Elliott just having all of Earth's women with him on a spaceship and going off somewhere for like a little vacay with Joe. I guess. I mean, he is our hero, so I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess that's what I want. Yeah, morality's weird. I never, I never want that to stop. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was so live, any... so live a bit. Yeah, and Pull uh, the by which, by which I think he means shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> yeah, live a bit is come uh, on, man, live a bit. Yeah, just a little bit, not too much, because... Mm-hmm. Just a little bit longer, because yeah. you don't need to be alive anymore after this. So, uh, final thoughts. You think uh, you think Rick Allen hates playing the song live, because every time it's like picking at a scab, the scab where his arm used to be? Oh. Wow. I don't know. I can't say that... I mean, the guy's wearing a headset... He's got a little microphone in front of his mouth when they play, um, when they perform. He's singing backup vocals. He's singing Armageddon it. Yeah. Like he's, I mean, I would have to guess by now he's like, he's good with it. I think even at the time he took it like a champ. Rick Allen is a champ. Um, He's notorious for his sense of humor. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's a he's the real hero of this story in some ways. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a he's he's one of Earth's great heroes. Yeah. So uh, that was Armageddon, it, folks. Yep. Uh, this one, I can only assume, will go as viral as the previous episode. I don't know. I was a little bit off. You know that sometimes people like that. Sometimes people like uh, like when uh, when you go out buying a diamond. I'm sure you've done this before. Uh, and they have a bunch of them laid out, and you see the perfect one, and you're like, uh, can I get the one that has a few more flaws in it? Because it's got personality. Yeah, I did have that experience. Yep, and you got the one that had, like, it's really milky, and uh, it's got... Yeah, I got, uh, I got the most fucked up, jacked it's up, got a big crusted-ass-looking diamond I could find. Because I was like, uh-huh. that shit is that shit is rock and roll. Yeah, like, it's, it's got personality. And that's yeah. how people are going to view this episode. I said put a little stank on that diamond ring. 
And uh, the the, uh, the the salesman said, very good, sir. Mm-hmm. He folded it up in an old sock. Yep. And then he str- he put that sock on, and he strutted around the uh, strutted <laughs> around the room. And they took the sock off. And well, no, he put on. It. He put the sock on. He put some ostrich boots on, and then he went <laughs> yeah. down to. Then he went down to the bayou to the uh, stankiest little uh, a little honky tonk he could find, and yep. he danced on it for seven days and seven nights. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Somebody put. Uh, Can't you hear me knocking on loop or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the stankiest wedding uh, engagement (laughs) ring of all time. I know. Uh, Okay. So, uh, yeah, as usual, you can find me at my other podcast, uh, the Flophouse Podcast, a comedy show where we talk about movies. Uh, And you can find me on Twitter at FlophouseCat. You can find me on Twitter at, at Lydia Burrell, like a woman's name, two R's, two L's. That's a band that I'm in. We have music on uh, uh, Spotify and uh, iTunes and Amazon and YouTube and all that stuff. I also do um, videos under the name of Howl Dottie on YouTube. I have a brand new one that came out today. Uh, it is called Because You're a Man. Uh, and Instant it's, classic. It's, oh, it's about it's it's sort of about reinforcing some some bygone uh, gender roles in our ever more confusing and uh, and more inclusive society. If you want to just if you want to get back in touch with the ice cold, refreshing legacy of real manhood, uh, check out uh, because you're a man. Or or if you just want to laugh at me wearing some of the worst clothes that I could find at Kmart. Uh, with an awful goatee. Um, oh man, that's such a great goatee. <laughs> it's really bad. You went, you went to your barber, and you're like, "Can you give me a hairstyle that makes my face look as fat as possible?" Well, the funny thing was, so I was, I, the, I was talking to the, um, the guys that helped me film these videos, and we had, a, we had a meeting, and we had our first meeting to discuss shooting this video, and I said, man, you know what's great about this? I don't have a deadline in mind for this. I, I Like, we can just make this video, and we'll make sure it's right. We'll shoot however long it takes. We'll edit however long it takes. We won't worry about getting it out, because usually I have some kind of, like, Halloween or Christmas or something where I make these videos. Sure. And, uh, and then... Uh, and then I did the goatee, and I was like, okay, now we have a deadline on this video, because i got to be done shooting this thing. <laughs> and like, I, I was like, I need, to be, I need to be able to shave this goatee off in, like, tomorrow. So we, we <laughs> yeah. now have a deadline. Yeah. Um, but so check that out. It's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I think it's very funny. Uh, and it's a little different than my normal stuff. So um, yeah, anyway, uh, but my name's Alex Smith, and uh, uh, that's it. Right. That's it. See you in two weeks okay, for side you. B. Thank you. Side B of hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> Will we get our women back? No. And everyone goes, oh, you guys are using tapes. You're back in vogue. They ain't real. That's, that's, oh, that's fake. So it's a bit of acapella for you. Oh, one, two. Oh, one, two, three, four. Give me all of your loving. Every little bit of all that you got Every bit of Every bit of your loving Come on and never Never wanted to stop Give me all of your loving 
to our brothers and sisters in the media, bite me. Take it, take it, take it from me. I got a itchy finger. It's 